So, um, all right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with a teaser and let you know, Danny. In a couple of weeks, me and Sharif got a surprise. We're brewing up for you. Oh, it is gonna um, be so good. It's gonna be so good. You're just gonna be so, so excited. Good. So this is true, and this is the only hint I will give you. You know their name. Wait, people are gonna come on the show. You know their name. <laughs> is it gonna be like a? Is this like one of the, tell, what are they called? Gonna, an intervention? Are you guys no, doing an intervention on me? No, I'd call Sully no. back if we were gonna do it. I tell no. you, Wu Tang's <laughs> coming to your house. We just we we don't want you to be thrown so off guard, but like there will be a guest at some point on this show. We will not tell you when. We will not tell you who. But it's a guest specifically for you. So <laughs> specifically for you. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. What's up, everybody? What it do, what it do. It's your boy Cuff Daddy back once again with your favorite podcast to listen to on a weekly basis. I'm a pod star, not a doctor, featuring your man, Cuff Daddy, and my co-host. The Pharaoh, who's American. <laughs> You're an idiot. People that want to listen to it like that. My, my co-host is an American Pharaoh. Don't listen to him. Oh, You're an idiot. <laughs> Dude, so I'm watching. You always tell me to sauce it up. So there it is. Yeah. Sauced it up. Sauced it up. I think, uh, so I've been getting back into my shows, man. You know, practice is kind of like starting a smooth sail. And, you know, I, I got my, my rhythm down. And I've been getting home and like sitting down. So I picked up this new show. For you guys that like to watch shows, I like to watch shows to kind of, you know, decompress and just vegetate. But I watched this new show. It's called Severance. And so this guy has this like procedure where they put a chip in his brain and they split his work life and his home life. So then when he goes to work, all he knows is what's going on at work. And then he goes outside and it like flips. And, and now he's in his outside mode and he has no idea what he does at work. That's it's the craziest crazy. shit. So I'm in like season 18 of SpongeBob. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm absolutely kidding. No, I've actually just started watching a show on Netflix called Super Pumped. So it's about the origins of Uber. Dude, that fucker was gangster that started that thing. Is it good? Should I watch it? it? It's actually really good. I'm only on like episode three. Is it, it a true? It's a true story. True enough. Oh, I prefer sci-fi. <laughs> so were you so? Were you a big Marvel guy? A little bit, dude. But it's funny. I actually didn't know I liked sci-fi until Netflix told me because I would watch all these movies, and then like I would have like the sci-fi genre up, and I was like, oh, I fucking like this genre. And I was like, and then my daughter's like, dude, you're a sci-fi nerd. I'm like, oh my god, I am. <laughs> but so I didn't I, know. So I watched. I, I love watching all the like the like documentaries and all that shit so i'll see all these true crime all these this and that's and so now what's funny is every time i turn on my netflix it's the algorithm literally has murder murder drugs murder <laughs> how to be a tyrant how to be a drug dealer how to it's like oh my lord and so my son turns it on and he actually goes to mine and he comes up and he goes dad what do you watch on Netflix? <laughs> I go, you're looking at it. I do feel like it kind of rubs off on you a little bit. Like I was a little manic last week because I was watching Griselda. It's like the female narco and she's just like badass and like That's a true shit story. Up. Yeah, no, I know. But like all week I felt like real pumped, you know? I don't know. That's what I was watching. Because you're watching some lady murder <laughs> off a bunch of people, take out the cartel. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't like sad, that's for sure. You know, you start watching all these sad shows about the world or animals, you know, and you go go to go to work sad. So right before we got on tonight, uh, I had a few minutes and so I'm watching TV with my son. He's like, what do you want to watch? I'm like, I don't know. So he starts flipping through and he stops at like America's Most Wanted. And I'm like, are you sure you want to watch this? And he's watching for a couple of minutes 
And I look over and he's super uncomfortable because they're talking about like this guy that shot his sister because he didn't get the house in the will and didn't get the money. So he killed his sister and her husband. And my son's watching like the actual footage from the the uh, chess cam of the cop. And he just kind of looks at me and he's like, do you mind if we change? <laughs> like, no problem. That's a core man. memory now. You I gave know, your son a bad. fucked up core him, memory. I go, I go, you're not ready for this. He goes, no, no, no this would be cool. And then like they then one of them was one of the stories that was yet to come. And I think that's the one that really got and this will get you. It was this group of guys that kidnapped and stole a hundred thousand dollars worth of Frenchie Bulldogs. Exactly. Look at that face. Yeah. 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 I worry about that, man. That's my worst nightmare to get your dog kidnapped. That sucks, dude. I'm pretty sure my buddy David, his was kidnapped. They uh That's fucked up. Yeah, they took it right out of his backyard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but like how do you know what age you could watch that do you remember when we were little kids like what pg-13 used to be is like nc-17 now <laughs> oh it, it's wild i yeah. remember as a kid and you're probably too young to remember this but there used to be there was no remote control it was this long cord that came out to this box and the box you would set it to top middle or bottom and it had 12 numbers across so you essentially had the opportunity to get 36 channels. So the top of the first 12, then you'd go to the middle. That'd be 13 through 24, so on and so forth. So if you wanted to get like HBO, you would hit, it was channel 14. I'll never forget this. You'd hit 12 and, or I'm sorry, 13 and 15 around it at the same time. And sometimes <laughs> you would get HBO and I'd watch like these like R movies. And when I was up by myself, I'd like wake up to go watch them and, now it's now your kids. I mean, on their phone, my son's telling me, he goes, dad, team America's, you know, a little crazy. I go, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I go team America. And he's like, yeah, I was watching it on my phone. I saw bits and pieces of it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Maybe that's why, I don't know. That's where our generation's all messed up. <laughs> we were think? premature. You think? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just feel like a lot of people, you know, in this generation, everything's everything's different. It's funny because I feel I feel old, you know, but having the kids, like they're just like they're they're rated R isn't even that bad. And you'll watch these old movies, like I forgot what I made my kids watch. It's like Pulp Fiction or something, and just like some random ass old movie. And they're like, dude, this movie's crazy. I'm like, oh yeah, I saw this when I was like, I don't even know, I was like eight or nine. How old was the time when Pulp Fiction came out? Who knows. <laughs> So speaking of Paul Fiction, we, we really got into it, but we never really dug into it with Will at, on the last episode. It's like, so why was the gimp in a box? And how long was the gimp in a box? And how could he breathe with a cue ball in his mouth in a box? So it's funny you talk about that, right? So do you watch movies? I watch movies more than once. Like I love 100%. watching a movie. 100%, right? It's just like, but some people don't. And it's weird because I mean, every time I watch a new movie, if it's a good movie, like I pick up something different or kind of just reminisce, but... You know, there's just like some really good movies that you just want to watch all the time. That being one, like Reservoir Dogs, you know, Heat. I don't know. I think there's just a lot of there's a lot of good movies, man. Like when they make a movie about us, like hopefully people will watch it more than once. Who's going to be you? Me? Yeah. Oh, he's not even born yet. Oh, really? They're still making him. I'm really young. I'm really young. So they're still making him. I was going to say it should be uh, Michael Penna. No way, dude. Michael Penn is cool. I love him. I like he's awesome, guy. but he's older than me. He can't play me. It has to be somebody younger. Hmm. I wonder who will play me. Rami Malek. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's an Egyptian guy, <laughs> but his eyes are like popping out of his head. My, <laughs> my cousins went to uh, college with him at UC Irvine. Did you know him? I'd have to get like a really small person to play me. So probably like 13 years old and we'll just like put a beard on him. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's kind of what you look like, a 13-year-old with a beard. Dude, there's like eighth graders that are like like huge and like tower over me. I'm like, dude, eighth graders are big these days. I don't know what the fuck they're eating. It's all those GMOs, dude. That's why everyone's so tall now. Well, maybe you should have a GMO or two. <laughs> no, bro, that shit's not good for you. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's so we're told. Hey, look at this. So this is true. So this, I got this as a gift. You know what this is? Uh, water bottle. But see how it, it's blue? Yeah. So it's supposedly hydrogen water. So what it does is hydrogenates your water. Hydrogen in water. 
I know, but it hydrogenates it more and ionizes it, so it becomes an antioxidant. It's probably all bullshit. But <laughs> my buddy swears by it who got me this. He's like, because so I wear my whoop, and my whoop has this thing called heart rate variance and all this stuff. And the higher it is, the more like the better you're doing. Mine's always like creeping around 12 to 20. I'm talking to my one buddy. He's like, yeah, it's like 60. I'm like, how the fuck is it 60? So my one buddy got one of these ionizing water bottles and he's like, I'm getting you one. So I just got it and we're going to see what happens. I guarantee nothing happens, <laughs> but at least it looks cool. It looks like it's blue. So there it is. It's telling me it's ready. So now I'm going to drink my hydrogenated H2O. That doesn't even make sense because there's the H2 is on the O, right? The two hydrogens are on the O. So the, the other H's are just going to be free ions. They're not going to connect That's with the point. That's the ionization of it. I will tell you this. It tastes different. I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, water does taste different. Like I only like Fiji or alkaline water. So I, I'm a big distilled water fan. I can't drink the spring water. Or, like Aquafina tastes like it's oily. Ugh. Or like Dasani tastes like plastic. Dasani tastes like plastic, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can't do it. So I'm a Fiji. I'm a big fan of like anything distilled. You know, it's, so it's it's all good. <laughs> the Fiji, it just tastes better, dude. How like how does water taste different? It never makes sense to me. But the alkaline water, they're like, oh yeah, it's, it, it absorbs better or whatever, all that BS, but it just ta it tastes better, so I buy it. It's like an extra dollar, but it's worth it. So let me ask you this. What is the weirdest thing you've done in your diet? I mean, you've done some shit, so I, I'm excited to hear this. Um, like, what's the weirdest thing? I take a lot of like roots and shit. Like I do. Like when I wake up, I I, I spray bee propolis in my mouth, which is, it's like the lining. You know the little like comb things. Mm -hmm. It's like what the bees use to like uh, connect that shit, and then it's supposed to have like antimicrobial properties, right? So I take that and then I take um, astralagus root and I take ashwagandha, and like usually like in tea form because they say it's uh, adaptogenic and, you know, it can help you with anxiety and stress and stuff, which I don't know if that's been corroborated, but, you know, it's Chinese medicine. So I take that. So that's kind of new. And then uh, what else do I do? I do so a lot of So you're going to mess about drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. These are all like roots and plants and shit, dude. You know, it's funny because like I, I do talk to patients about this and I think that they like it. Right. So like I always tell patients to, you know, I do daily turmeric, um, a lot of blueberries, tart cherries because they're uh, natural anti-inflammatories. And I think a lot of people don't know that there's like anti-inflammatory foods. And then, you know, sometimes they want to do other natural things. So I kind of like I try to look it up and see you know, what form of natural, like either food or root or some kind of medicine give to patients. And then, so then I learned that stuff and then I, you know, take it too. My wife's pretty into that stuff too. So I guess here's my thing. If you're trying all this weird stuff and you're doing okay. all oh, that, just wait. So it's weird, right? Why? Because it's, it's natural it's and it's like a plant because it's different. That's all. It's not synthesized in a lab and put into a pill form and sold to America with like tons of side effects. That's why, that's why it's weird, right? Well, it's not that it's, I, I guess I'll, I'll say it this way. It's unique. I like that word. <laughs> yeah. Unique is so much better than weird. It's, but it's unique in the sense that we've, the majority of our population is eating McDonald's. So when somebody says they're, you know, outside scraping bark off a tree, it sounds weird, but maybe that's what we're supposed to be doing. I don't know. I think, you know, I think a lot of people, especially we're talking about diet again. I guess let's talk about diet. Fuck it. Like when you talk about diet, a lot of people get, get weird because uh, they get like a little bit of cognitive dissonance, right? They, if you eat differently than them, they, they feel attacked in some form because Triggered. maybe- like I eat healthier than them or something, but it has nothing to do with them. Right. So I just think being in the game, you know, being a doctor and seeing people die of cardiovascular disease, see people get tendon injuries, see people get, you know, decreased bone density. And a lot of the thing, these things just come down to the fact that people need to have a better diet, eat better, take better care of themselves and do exercise. And a lot of what we do in medicine wouldn't be needed. Right. So the problem is, is that like 
we as like Americans want everything so quickly. I want this. I want that. Oh, I want to eat my hamburgers and and my hot dogs and then just take Ozempic and then I'll be skinny. You know, that's, that's the easy answer. But what I've learned in life is like nothing easy is really worth having. So I try to live a healthier life, even if it's against the grain, against the norm and, and teach people, even patients, my kids like to eat more vegetables, to eat, you know, healthier, to exercise more, to limit need intake because of science related things. Right. So I don't know. I think, but diet's very complicated. But I, I, I do get a little passionate about it. That's why I kind of I try to eat healthy, just because of everything that I've learned. Right. I'm sorry, I fell asleep for a second. What'd you say? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. So every now and then in life, we get to have a redo, and in this particular case, the internet was not working in Michigan or in LA. So we had Matt Kahn on before, and it was kind of all over the place. It was fantastic. But I'm excited to talk to him again just because we haven't had a chance to like actually talk to him, see him. He had to move around his house the last time. Danny's L.A. Internet like broke, and I think we lost <laughs> Danny for a little bit. So I'm excited to bring Matt Kahn season two, but back from season one. So let's bring Matt Kahn on. I'm excited to hear where he is. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back. What up, brother? Matt? Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. This is way back. I got a new, new mic, new camera, new internet. Wait, who are you? Why do you look so clear? Are you sure? Are we sure that this is him? I think that's what he really <laughs> he looks, looks like. He looks this is different. 8K. 8K. <laughs> Caught in 8K. No, can I can see, see your basement. You actually have, like, I can even make out the Life Magazine poster behind you. I mean, I couldn't oh, have yeah. made a shit the last time. Yeah, it was bad. That's uh, Ernest Hemingway, The Old Man in the Sea, when it first was, it was actually published in Life Magazine when it first came out, the whole book. That's fair. Okay, you well, have a little stage to... in there? You know, you should get, like, a little stage where you could do little comedy shows. <laughs> My old house, I did that. I built one for the, it was supposed to be for the kids, but it was just really me down where do there you by practice? myself. Where do you practice? Uh, Usually in the kitchen with, with my un, unsuspecting wife, or <laughs> then I get mad because she's like she's like making lunch and I'm like throwing it. Hey, do you think this is funny if uh, that I try something brand new? And she's like, just, I, I'm not even listening. Like that's a lot of uh, how I start off with the joke. Can we go back a second? Because I want to know if like if we're surgeons, if we're supposed to have like an OR in our basement because he wants you to have a stage. Like, should a, <laughs> should a stripper have a pole in her basement? I mean, like, how does that work? I mean, Danny's like, oh, there's a drug dealer. Oh, he's got a meth lab in his basement. Okay, cool. But, That's how Danny's brain thinks. Do you have like you just use like scalpels for silverware? That's all you use to always stay ready. No, I use chopsticks a lot for random. It's because it, it makes me feel like it's surgical, you know, because it's like a chopstick. It's like a, oh. like a pickup. So like Good I'll use the... chopsticks with like non-Asian foods. So like, what do you do popcorn. for Thanksgiving? I eat popcorn with chopsticks. I eat popcorn with chopsticks. What do you do for Thanksgiving? Because, you know, everyone's like, well, you're a surgeon. You cut the turkey. Well, you're not eating turkey. Or do you cut it and just not eat it? We don't eat turkey, man. Well, you don't. But you're <laughs> telling me no Acevedo eats turkey? Not the ones that live with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your your whole family's vegan, including your kids. Yeah, bro. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yep. I got the i I was just I was at a comedy festival over the weekend in Traverse City, and uh, I met this comic T Barb, and she's a vegan. She's hilarious, and she gave me her cookbook, uh, Vegan Cooking for Hood Rats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, gotta oh, get I gotta get that. Is it? No, I gotta Ooh. get it to you. I'll get it to you. My wife was flipping through today. It's pretty legit. It's pretty good. So, what was like something that popped out, and you're like, "Ooh, I gotta eat that." Uh it was a, it was this guacamole, and it was a funny name. I can't think of it, but it was uh, it had like black beans in it too. So there was some protein. It sounds amazing. So it was like a, a guac <laughs> black bean mix. You ever done that, Danny? Yeah, that sounds good. And with yeah. and they put corn in it, dude. There was a cool cookbook. I was like, it was called Thug Kitchen, and there was like cholos yeah. in it, and they would like cuss like 
this is like a badass taco. And like, literally that's how they would say it. Like, yes. like the whole, the whole fucking, the whole fucking thing is like, this is crazy, but it, they, but they're good recipes. So I have the Snoop, like, Dog, I have the Snoop Dogg cookbook. That's the shit. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Is there audio is to everything? It? Oh, I need to get the audio. I wonder if it's on audible. Oh, Wait, is gosh. it like a weed cookbook to put weed and stuff? Well, probably if you get to the, I, I haven't gone through the, uh, the second half of the book. First half is like hood rat lemonade and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> You oh yeah, the hood rat, the hood rat kitchen. I just found it. I'm getting that shit. <laughs> you can have Snoop read anything now, like AI. You can have his voice read your like presentations and everything now. That would be funny. Wait, but it's, they're know. not funny. I I try to Google it. I try to get some jokes from ChatGPT. I was like, give me some jokes. You know, get some new material for the OR. Their jokes right. suck. <laughs> <laughs> It's stuff I've tried like getting tags or like taking a joke, putting it in and just seeing like try to reword this, you know, and just seeing if it'll give me anything more. And it is not not a good sense of humor. It's not funny. No, it doesn't get it's like yeah, and it's like nice, it's like too nice, you know. That's good for uh, you though. It's like job security, right? Like it right. You always need a stand up comic. Yeah, you can't you can't fake this. You can't, you know. <laughs> but I did uh was that but there's a point to like what you do it's and you know we always joke about and anything we do is reading the room it's how do you read the room to kind of figure out where i'm going i mean because i know that most of your show is scripted if it's an hour or whatever let's call it it's it's pretty well scripted but you're also leaving time for the audience and you're leaving time for this and if something pops up you're gonna attack that you know heckler and ai can't do that no no it's it's just i taking a combination of everything that's been done, you know, and, and kind of, play, I'm assuming, I don't know, I'm an idiot, but like making an average out of it. I don't know how that works, but reading the room, like if you're one of the beauties, like if you go last in the lineup, if you're like the closer or the headline or whatever, like you get that opportunity to, you're kind of AI cause you're learning from the first couple of comedians before you. And then you can make adjustments, you know, and, and figure that room out that way from their trials and errors, you know? What are the? Do you things? do a lot of? Do you do a lot of crowd work where you like pick on people? I always get worried when I go to a comedy show and I sit in the front that they're gonna like make fun of me. <laughs> you, don't to, you don't need to sit in the front, Danny. <laughs> I yeah, they'll find you. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, not really. I'm like, I'm. Uh, it doesn't work for me. I don't have like a. You know those guys that they're or gals that are like real cutting and they just have a voice. I'm kind of too dopey or something. Where it, anytime it's like it's not natural. So if I do crowd work, it has to come back where I'm, I end up making fun of myself about it. And, uh, and that works. But if I'm just like, if I start just talking shit about somebody, like the, the audience will like, Hey, Hey, that's not you. That's not you, buddy. <laughs> what blows my mind are the comedians that are opposite of what their persona is. So Bob Saget. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brad Garrett from oh yeah yeah dude, he was i saw them both in vegas years and years and years ago and uh i didn't know that about um about garrett and he came out i was like oh shit i mean this right. was totally different but it was awesome yeah it's wild they they get like it's some of the, i think it's just cha- like bob saget for sure that like back in that day that was like get get the money get the sitcom and his real persona was probably who he is you know, being dirty, hey. but it's the, yeah. He goes on the show and he's like, oh, I got to be like. Yeah, it was Danny weird because I was, I was young when I saw it. I used to watch the twin show. I forgot it was called Full House. Full House. Full House and then yeah. I was like, and I was like, oh, this guy's funny. And then I saw one of his stand ups and I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is not him. <laughs> but I saw it backwards. You know, I didn't know he did stand up. Oh, right. Yep. So they have, a, they have a, the reboot Fuller House on Netflix. And my kids watch it, and all I it's always in the kitchen. And that theme song, like, I just want to bash my head. It's like, dun, 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 dun. do you guys know it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, you think you get away from this, from like this childhood, and then it's like right back in my face. It's terrible. Dude, you know what's funny? You got to watch Young Sheldon with that little kid from Big Bang Theory. That oh. shit is hilarious. Really? Yeah. All right. It's I've never seen the show almost over. No, it's on Netflix, dude. You gotta binge oh, okay. it. It's just it's funny, dude. The little kid's smart as fuck and he like says the craziest <laughs> shit. 
That's awesome. Oh my god. Uh, how are you feeling about the Lions? I see the I see the helmet in the back. Yeah, that's Calvin Johnson's Hall of Fame helmet. God bless him. I don't know. Take the points. Take the you points. Know, you kick the you kick the field goal. But that's how we got there, you know, to to push fourth down and but it's like God, you just take one of those, it's a tie. You take both of those, it's a win. Yeah, that's tough. I was uh, I actually had a gig. I knew it. I took this gig in, in Nebraska on and on my calendar. I'm like clicking. I'm like, man, if the Lions make the NFC championship, there's a chance they're going to be playing. And, you know, I'm like traveling. Me and my family have been watching every Lions game. And of course, they make it. I figure out a way. I'm, I'm like in the middle of nowhere at this state park. They hired me to do like a, for their employee or their volunteer appreciation night. So I'm watching the game. Gets to halftime and it worked out perfectly. Halftime, we're up what seventeen oh something like that. It was uh, 21-3 or something. Twenty one seven, something like that. I can't even remember. Good lead. So yeah. I'm feeling pretty good going on stage, leaving leaving the back room, watch the lines, go on stage. Right when halftime starts, I have this show. I eat complete shit. <clears throat> it's like forty five minutes of like people staring at me. It was just <laughs> awful show. And then I come back out and it's the end of the third and it's tied. And it was like, I was basically like the lions for 45 minutes. We were like living the same life at the same time. And then Screw, we both that's lost. Tough, that bro. So like yeah. you were doing the show and like what nobody laughed. Yeah. It was like one of those. Yeah. I mean, I got some laughs. It was pockets, but it was a, a really long room and the first couple tables were empty. And then, um, this and it was like some, the first tables beyond that were probably like 95 years old you know <laughs> and then uh the one table that was there it was like a dude with his like two-year-old and his two-year-old kept running up and standing next to me <laughs> oh like <laughs> it kind of it, it was just tough like it's tough to get the room going like older folks don't always like aren't known to be like loud laughers so they may be enjoying you but they're not they're not losing i think probably because they're they could shit their pants. I think that's a risk too. <laughs> that would be like for us, oh, Sharif. Like if, if you did a peak and shriek, you know, where you basically open it up and you're like, ah, it's too hard, and then close it up and send it out. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I can't fix this. I gotta go. Yeah. So okay. we used to call it peak and shriek. Like I've never had to do that, but that's funny, right? I've seen that happen before. Oh. So you cut someone open and it's worse than what you thought. No, no, like other, like I've heard of other surgeons, like, but, but yeah, opening cases and not being able to kind of finish. So essentially abort and then close it up and then kind of refer it to another surgeon. So I had, oh one those, man, I had one of those in clinic today and uh, she came in and she's like, yeah, my surgeon opened me. He like opened my shoulder up and said he couldn't fix it. So he said, find somebody else. I'm like, yeah, okay. so they call that a, I call that a peak and shriek. Like you open like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do, do they have to like rehabilitate from just that or can they go into surgery again like no, next I mean, day depends well, dog depends oh, it depends man. yeah like can they do it sure but do they want to no so usually they kind of recuperate from that heal up because i mean if your brain is ready to have something done and you get mentally set you get everything set up logistically in your home and then all this stuff goes down and all of a sudden you're like wait a second yeah you did nothing i i relate to this so much if you're if you're like my wife in the middle of the day she'll drop me a hint like hey it's going down tonight you know <laughs> so i'm like all day i'm like yep you know and then even we get and then it doesn't happen and then i'm like she's asleep and i'm like the fuck like i it is so much worse that she said anything that that might happen earlier in the day because i had this whole thing set up in my mind i'm like this is gonna be a great day it's gonna end perfectly and now I'm doing the old like, hey, hey, you up? Yeah. Yep. Yep, babe. Do the old turnover. Maybe a <clears throat> nudge. You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about at all? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like where you guys like, like nope. You slam the closet door a little louder than Oops. usual. You yeah. flush the toilet. You, you know, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry you woke up. But while you're awake, oh, hey, oh, <laughs> do the turnover once. Then like you just try to get like a move. I'm like oh, oh. You moved your leg there. Okay. 
I feel oh, like every, all all these uh, these these women are talking on like social media, and they all do the same thing. <laughs> I think so. Overpromise, like deliver. Oh a man! Meme. You know, there's probably a meme of that shit. Like I saw this yeah. one meme, and then it's like, um, like you look at like it's like a pretty girl, and she's like reaching over what my husband sees when he kisses me in the morning, and then through the covers, this like ugly ass little fucking rat dog comes out. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is that? But that's a popular yeah. meme amongst you know the moms. <laughs> the moms. So that's it's always like uh, the next day, you know, that she'll she'll just be like, "Well, you should have just woke me up." I'm like, I can I have some respect? Just no. some. I don't need to like wake you up at the wake and beg move. I'm me. so <laughs> sorry, but I call absolute bullshit because you wake her up, you're gonna wake up with a fat lip in the morning because yeah. you're gonna be <laughs> go back yeah. to sleep. I mean, yeah. I call bullshit. Oh, there's just another. I don't know if you guys use a weighted blanket. My kids have them. Oh, that if you no, bring bro, that into the bed, scary. those are scary. <laughs> they're great, but man, you're not moving, and like there is no, there's no action. Getting... You get claustrophobic in there. They're like, it's like it's scary. It's like That's really because weird. the blanket's heavier than you, bro. That's your problem. <laughs> you can't move. You can die in there. You can die in there. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people have died. I had I get a restless leg. Sometimes and that it, the weighted blanket helps a lot. Really? Yeah. All right. I don't know. My and kids magnesium. love it. My kids swear by it, and they each have yeah. one. And they like if you don't when you're putting them to bed, and you're like, "Where's my blanket?" I'm like, "All right, I'll go get it." It's like they have to have <laughs> it. Exactly. <laughs> Thud. There it is. That's your, that's your blanket. It's like crawling <laughs> under the mattress. Exactly. They're like on the floor. So when the last time you were on with us, you were doing the joke about, God, I got to remember this. You were telling us it had something to do, God, it was something about death. And you said death was too far. It was a hangman. Oh, yeah. How's yeah, that the hangman out? It's getting better. I've added a couple to it. So, uh, yeah, I go. Uh, and I, I actually, I just thought of this, a new way to call back on it on my way home from my last show that I can't wait to try it. So I, this, I'll do the other joke and then I'll, so the, the first joke I do is my mom, I talked to my mom on the phone. She's been watching that. Uh, she says she's watching that squid games, the new one. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Not the new yeah. one. Okay. So they had that old, the old one, which was all like, uh, you know, like a regular show. And then they, they came out recently with this new one. That's like a game show squid games. Yeah. It's like survivor. Yeah. Like a reality show. And it's yeah. all, so I was like, I've been watching that new reality show one, and I don't think I like it. I'm not going to watch it anymore. And I was like, why not? She's like, because they don't actually kill the people. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the truth. I'm like, Mom, did you think that they were going to? And she's like, yeah, I just, I think you should have some skin in the game. You know? <laughs> so, like, so that's the joke I've been doing. It is, like, almost verbatim that my mom said that to me. And I Your have a couple jokes savage. with her. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then I was like, that's when I realized that my mom is a psycho. And uh, the first Squid Games was really good, and you know, yeah. people were dying like crazy. That was good. I had a, it was like well written. Um, so then with the Hangman joke, uh, you know, because uh, I have a, a joke about fractions that I that's one no. I kind of lead into some of these kid games. You know, I was like, you guys, uh, you know, people that are good at fractions are always bragging about it. You know, they're like, ooh, I'll take a half a dozen. You know. Like, oh, why don't you come by around quarter two? You know, and I'm, I had to throw it back in their face. My like, quarter two won't work. I'll be there around nine sevenths. And I was like, why don't you figure that out, you fraction fuck? <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm going to so use that in real life and see if that works. That's but I think I'm going to switch up the nine seven. I've been playing with the, the different fraction. Like, what is the funniest fraction? <laughs> what is the funniest fraction? And uh, I don't know because I think nine sevenths, your your might your brain might go to the actual like nine o'clock. It might have an extra step that it has to do. So I'm wondering if I said like, uh, why don't you come by around thirteen fifteenths? If that might, I don't know. What do you think is funny? No, I I kind of like the I like nine sevenths. I like the, the nine sevenths is funny because it's so fucking random. But I also like that if you were to say they're saying they want to be there at quarter after. And then you tell him, okay, no, no, don't come then. Come at 15 twelfths, which would be yeah. quarter after. 
but just uh, yeah that's a good point yeah yeah i like that uh so from there going then i was working with my kids and we were uh helping them with we were doing that and we played hangman and uh, hangman is that perfect game if you can't decide between uh word puzzle and drawing capital punishment and uh my wife my kids are sweet about it too because i'm terrible at it so they're always giving me extra clues you know they're always adding uh you know when you give extra clues you draw a little bit more detail to that tiny man you're killing you know at first it'll draw like oh, a little hair here's a smile and then she's like here's a letter to his wife here's a foreclosure <laughs> statement here's a life insurance policy <laughs> and then uh i kind of wrap but so from there i was thinking like I was thinking of hitting the callback with uh, my mom loves playing hangman. She's like, that's a game with some skin in it. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't you tried it yet, but I just hang thought. Hangman, dude, if you got to have all the little accessories, you're like a potato head now. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I like I'm that. Not, the smile. I'm not going in your mom's basement. <laughs> you need to get a joke a... about these fuckers that park backwards all the time. Those people drive oh. me nuts. Reverse end. <laughs> No, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all this. So, yeah. So true. So I was literally at the store the other day and I had my family with me and we pull into the parking spot and next to me, this asshole pulls up and then he's pulling back. So like we're sitting there waiting. The whole passenger side oh. of the car can't get out because this fuck stick is backing in. <laughs> and I'm like, for no reason, for no reason at all, other than I'm backing in. And I'm like, holy shit. All he had to do was pull in next to me and drive forward, and he could yeah. have been forward on the. It was like it, it seemed like an eternity waiting for this guy to park, and he didn't like it, so he pulled forward. So I'm like, "Get the fuck out of the oh, car!" Oh man, get the fuck out of the car! <laughs> so now he's yelling and he's doing one of these and he's shaking his arm at me because we're preventing. It's him not from any faster. In. These, oh. They think that it's faster to get out of the parking lot. It's like, dude, it's not any faster because you wasted all that time backing up the first time. Yeah, oh. I, I, I think it is for people that uh, believe that they may have to leave quickly. So for whatever <laughs> that is in their mind that might happen there, they're like, if the shit goes down, if the shit, shit goes, goes out, down, I got to Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, I'm out. But I will tell and, you this: it's all the guys that drive pickup trucks. And I actually, my buddy drives big, a pickup yeah. truck, and I said, "Why do you do that?" He goes. Uh, I have a bad turning radius. I go, well, first of all, you don't need a pickup truck because you don't pick up shit. So <laughs> get a smaller car and then you won't have to look like an asshole every time you park your car. Right. And he comes, he just looks at me with like a stunned look on his face. I'm like, well, that's true. This is like, I pick up stuff all the time. You can't talk yeah. to people like that in LA, dude. You'll get hit with a crowbar. <laughs> yeah. How good, Danny, how good is your uh, parallel parking out there? Solid? No, dude. My, well, my parking sucks in general. I usually park <laughs> on the line. Oh, nice. All right. All right. Do you have a car that has like the lines so that you can look on your screen and see where you're parking? No. See, I, no, that. That I can't tell you the last time I turned around to look. So right now my daughter is 16. She'll be 16 in April. And so I'm teaching her how to you know drive. I mean, she's done a class and everything. And so what's funny is as I'm watching her back up and she's like putting her arm back and looking back, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and she was like, well, I'm back. I go, I'm backing up. I go, use the camera. She goes, no, I, I can't use that. I got to look back. I go, no, no, no. It's 2024 in this car. Yeah. You're going to look at the screen. I don't know what year it was where they taught you, but we're going to look at the screen. Because look at you have these lines. It tells you we're going to hit shit. Dude. Listen to the sensors. I mean, take it all in. Yeah. Teaching my daughter the uncontrolled left was one of the few times in my life where for like a split second, I actually thought that I was going to die. And it was really <laughs> scary. And like, I'd never want to do that again. And then I had to teach my son to drive. So I'm like two kids in driving, but he's a good driver. And then I got my last son coming up, but I think that's the one that's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, it's usually the youngest that'll kill you. Yeah. So I, my wife has a well so i just got a new car uh at the end of the year but prior to that i've been driving i drove a 2011 dodge avenger forever it was like my road car like i just had all the miles it ran great it was great on gas and i didn't care about it you know so if i'm driving i got i got my pee bottles on the floor and the passenger side i don't care but uh i drive my wife's car she's got a newer car and she has the camera and all the whistles so I, you know, going back and forth driving both cars. But when I get into my Avenger, 
I would reverse and still look down at the dash. Like there was a screen there and it didn't have it. You like, it was weird how I would train my mind to look at the camera, even though I didn't have one there. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but like to back, like it was crazy. I'd be doing it. And I'm like, I'm going to kill somebody just because I'm like so <laughs> trained to look at a screen that doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we, we have to be able to do both, but I think there's so much advantage to the technology that use it. But right. So what's really funny is you speak because I know you're a comedian. I'm always wondering how much is like a real conversation. How much is like a setup to a joke? And I mean, does your wife oh. feel the same or is she just like around me? You can't tell me a joke. You have to be serious, Matt. Well, I've it's I've realized, though, uh, she I won't get the response because she's like kind of barely listening to me most of the time. So like if I try to slide one in, I won't get the response because she's my first line of testing jokes out. So I got to like, you got a second. Can you stop what you're doing? And then she'll listen to me. Are we talking but, about uh, jokes or sex? Because you said you're trying to do <laughs> one in. Well, it's for me, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> uh, but there are people like, like you know, like parents on my my kids' sports teams that I'll like. I know I have a good sense of humor, and that's where I like slide stuff in just to test it out. And it's pretty much all I'm thinking about all the time, anyways. So for sure. it's like, well, that's what I'm. Uh, I tell my kids for. once you kind of get interested in something that that's what you see. So at least Danny and I, yeah. like, when we see you, and if like we see you throw, and you're like throw funny we'll be like oh, his shoulders all fucked up i mean that's ah. what we'll see but <laughs> right, right. you might be like kid throws himself funny i mean but that's what we see it's like guys walking funny you're like oh i bet you he's got you know an acl oh, that oh no my the antenna's always up for like i i listen i'm like kind of a quiet person really like in general i'm just listening and i'm like waiting and you know the more but then it's like the moment I'm not like looking for it, I'll hear something and then it'll hit me. Like, ah, there it is. You know, there was there's a punchline or there's the a setup or something I need to write figure but out. But your observation as a comedian is wild. And that's like you said, you're listening. And I think that's what makes you guys so great is because you are just taking in so much information at any given moment and right. And just I and just putting it all together in the computer. Are you on any TV shows? Do you do any TV shows? No, no. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you got to get on TV. Is, you know, TV. What is it? Netflix? Yeah. Do they not call it TV anymore? <laughs> I don't think. Th I don't think they have TV. I don't even know what's on TV. YouTube. Are you on YouTube, YouTube? dog? I got some. I got some stuff on YouTube. You know, that's I'm the <laughs> producer, executive producer. Uh, no, I've been, uh, it's been, things have been going well though for me in just the comedy world. I've been traveling a lot. I've, I've been doing like corporate stuff and it's been paying pretty well. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's harder too. So it's kind of, kind of strengthening the comedy too, as you gotta like, like that last room was awful, but <laughs> you know, I, I kind of, you go through that once you're like, next time I'll be a little bit better prepared for it. Um, but from that standpoint, I, you know, and I just had, had a great festival up at Travers and uh, I'm at the Comedy Castle next week on Valentine's Day. And uh, this week I got a couple shows and then um, Saturday night's in Younger's showroom, which is in Romeo, which would be a great show. So what's what's cool is, like you said, it's a little bit harder on the corporate stuff because I know when I buy a ticket to Matt Khan, I'm going to see Matt Khan. But when I'm going to a corporate retreat, I don't know what I'm seeing. So it kind of makes it unique that you not only have to like introduce yourself, win over a room and then take over the room. Right. It's pretty crazy. It's, it's fun. Cause you're like, it's just you, you're going in John McClane style in the raw dog. In it, they say you're just raw, raw dog. In the dog. Room. Yeah. And they're like, you're going from hike. And it's a fun thing to go like, how, how quick can you get them going? You know, how quick can you get zero to 60 and keep them there? And it's uh in a cold room that we're just talking about balance sheets or something like that, you know, not that long before. <laughs> and maybe they want to go home too. Like they're like, we had some drinks or they're keeping us hostage here. Cause they want us to watch this dickhead. We don't want to watch, you know, <laughs> and you go through all that and then you, and to get somebody, you know, like that last one, this, there's this guy, I did a joke and he was just like, I, he was just like, 
slowly shook his head at me. And that's like the worst response. It was like, am I offending? Am I hurting your feelings? What happened just now? <laughs> I have to commend you to be a comedian in 2024 because everything is offensive. Yeah. Even the hangman people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're you talking know, about that's, death? Uh, and you're like, yeah, first off, they're like, first off, you're assuming he's a man. Oh, like what? Oh, I never even went there. <laughs> Holy shit. That was a joke. See, he's fucking with us. I know, but I never even went there. I didn't even think of that, but that's that's why that's funny. <laughs> oh, shit. So what else are you nope. doing? So, okay, comedy, obviously. Are you, are you branching out into anything else? Are you doing anything else? Yeah. Well, I have um, so a couple things I have going, which is I, I'm filming something in uh, May, as long as everything goes to plan. And uh, which is really exciting. I wrote um, a short. I wrote, I published a book in August too. I don't know if we talked about that last time, mm-hmm. but uh, so I have in front of me. But um, oh wait, I do uh, this book called Trade Show. Uh, it's a uh, it's like Sandlot in the nineties. Is I it's kind of a quick way to think of it. Um, main character has his bike stolen, and he he's a He's looking for ways to get money to buy a new one. And one of them is he decides he's going to, he's going to corner the market in his favorite baseball player's rookie card. So he has the belief that he can collect all of the player's rookie card and drive the price up. So there's a lot of financial kind of allegory stuff that goes into that metaphors and lessons. And um, that's been cool. Cause it's like 12 year old. I kind of wrote it with like 12, 13 year olds. That's how old my son is. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I didn't plan on doing that. But when I handed it to my editor, she was like, did you write this for an eighth grader? And I was like, yes. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, but it's cool. Like, I just, I'm going to my son's school to uh, talk to classes. I went to, actually, uh, who introduced me to Bobby, a friend of mine, a friend of ours is a teacher. And I went and spoke at his school to a couple of his classes on writing and uh, creative writing. So that's been kind of this like weird little weird side thing I've been doing. Um, but yeah, we have this, we're going to shoot this short uh, in May on something I wrote another kind of financial allegory about a, this like miser that lives in a storage unit. Um, so we have a couple bigger national comics, uh, a buddy of mine and a lady that I just met um, out of Minnesota, but they're both, you know, pretty well-known comics, not on, not Netflix, but like dry bar, pretty well known mm-hmm. in that world uh that agreed to shoot it and uh so we're looking forward to that it speaking of ai we've been trying to find a director of photography i used ai to break out this is just wild to me i put in a scene and i was like break this out into a shot panels and ai took it and broke it down exactly with camera angles and everything exact like shots and then i took that and i had them sketch out like a quick one shot of what that would look like it was like incredible and that that's crazy though so like i can i've watched a few things in the past and you know back in college i i thought i was going to write a screenplay and i when i started writing i was like oh this makes kind of sense and this is cool and then they're like okay now you got to do the you know all the scenes i'm like oh fuck that seems hard so the fact that ai can now do that is pretty crazy and you can do it like do it in the style of Punch Drunk Love was one that I wanted to try because it had a similar vibe to it. So with as much detail as possible. And, uh, you know, it's not perfect, but it it sets you up for the starting point where you can see it, you know. So Um, and there's a rumor you got a screenplay. Is this the one you're talking about or the short or is there something else? Yep. No, I have I've wrote a few other screenplays, too, but this is a nice short one uh, just for something that we could shoot. You know, it's. You do these things, you write stuff, and eventually like, I got to do something with it or it's just going to sit there and maybe I'll force a friend to read it. But, you know, and what now, are you doing with it otherwise? And where are you going? Oh, there comes Bobby. <laughs> that one took me by surprise. That one scared that me. Was, that was loud. It was weird the way that it uh, plugged in. But, um, no, anyways, so uh, Sharif is being just like running around it right now. So much. So, um, Matt sent me a copy of the the script, screenplay, whatever it was. Um, the one about the the carnival. 
that you had sent oh, me a yeah. couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, that's another one. About, yeah. And, and so that one, like, I wanted the guys to ask about that because I feel like when I was reading through that one, I was like, okay, I I kind of get the way your brain works a lot more after this whole thing. So oh. um, is it possible, like, can you give us a little, like, quick summary of that give one? I thought that, that was, it was, like, weird and and just different. And I liked it. Yeah, I love that's my favorite. I I love that one. I have a um a really large big comic who's agreed to shoot it who I wrote it for. And uh it's just a matter of like can I pull this thing off? It's about a it's like it's this comic that was essentially like canceled and fell back into like a family business of the carnival. Like touring carnival and uh you know I just wrote the pilot episode for it but he ends up there's a lot lot going on within that some financial things and uh that that come out where the they're bankrupt and and those things but what emerges is he gets stuck on like the guessing machine where you guess people's weight and stuff okay and uh and then it kind of comes out that you know he starts ripping on people and then people are gathering around and then it's like wait that's this that's him that's him he was you know cuz he kind of went into hiding for a few years so that's like the start of of the episode along with uh you know, how are they going to get out of this financial situation they're in? So what's really interesting about shows these days, it's, it blows my mind because now everything goes into season 15 or season whatever. So it's almost like you got to know the ending of this at multiple levels. Like you got to know, is it going to end at season one? And if it does, here's what that ending is. If it's going to yeah. be season 10, we got to, how do we get there? It's crazy. It's, it's funny. Cause, and then you see the shows that are like, you can tell. I, I believe like HBO is one where they they take a fully written story, mm-hmm. but then you look at something that's maybe on like uh, like The Walking Dead that are like, I think it started off as a book, but then they kind of ebb and flow with ratings. So all of a sudden, you got some really stretch out seasons, For and sure. uh, you know, and I like some of my favorite ones were like I love the show Six Feet Under was my great show, one of my favorite shows, and yeah. Mad Men. And those were both like, I think, five seasons where they just you knew this thing was like start to finish. It was already planned out. But, you know, one that I think wasn't was Sopranos. If you look at Sopranos, the original show was the whole point was here's a mob boss that's going to therapy. And so, yeah, the season right. one was all about the therapy kind of. And then by like two season two, three, four, five, six, it was just straight mob. And like. Yeah, they would sprinkle in the therapy, but the the whole point is like the guy had a conscience, and then it was like straight mob, which still a great show, but right. it was it, I think it was like it evolved into something. Even though they may have thought that we have this great idea, it was like we either got to change, we got to pivot, or end the show. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I I struggle with like the too long, like I if you can't tell me a story in, like two seasons three seasons i don't know like what are we doing uh, i don't even i don't watch a lot of series for that reason because i don't want those episodes that are like they're just a stretch the problem is when you watch a show that you get invested in and you know it sucks but you're just like fuck i'm already in it <laughs> and, and, yeah so yeah. no i'll abort i'll yeah. abort well, i i <laughs> tried to abort and then i like got sucked back in and it was that fucking show lost which is exactly what i did i lost six years of my fucking life dude lost <laughs> was awesome i mean i just you had to know no, the ending the, it no, did get a little slow that was the worst show because the first episode i go these motherfuckers are in purgatory first <laughs> oh show. you figured out yeah, first yeah show and then like no it can't be and then six fucking seasons later guess what <laughs> What about The Walking Dead? I lost, I lost it after like the fifth or sixth season. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I heard killing, that, they were killing zombies. I was like, I'm good. Still, that's the one I get to be. Even like the uh, Ozark or and Walking Dead was the same. They're like, hey, we got out. Oh man, we're now we're here. stuck in this place. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it was like they just solved it. They're like, ah shit, now we're stuck in jail. Uh, how are we gonna get out of here? You're right about Ozark, man. though. I mean, I got stuck at like end of season three. It's like Jesus Christ, how many times are they out and now they're back in? Yeah, I lost the money. I just got it. Ah, we lost it again. It's like I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't do it. All right, Matt. Uh, so you know, I like. We, I found a new game that I wanted to play with you. Um, yeah, this game. It's called. Uh, what am I sitting on? <laughs> What's Cuff Daddy sitting on? 
I'm going to give you a hint, and then after each hint, you can ask a question. But you only get five questions, and, and then you've got to guess what it is. Okay. Right out of the bat, I don't see your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> he, All right. The reason you don't and see your right hand is because the last time we played this game, he grabbed <laughs> something, and it was just in screen as he was like putting it up. <laughs> All right. It's plastic. Oh. A Frisbee. Wait, am I supposed to ask like 10 ask questions? Question. Yeah, you can ask a question because oh, you got to try to nice. figure out what it is. Is it bigger than a Frisbee? <laughs> no. Stuck at the Frisbee. No. I'm, like, I'm asking a fucking Frisbee question. Uh, ah. you, could, you could buy it at a toy store. You can buy it at a toy store. Is it uh, hard plastic? Yes. It's not um, a Frisbee, huh? <laughs> uh, one part of it's bigger than the other. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fucking weirdest game I've ever heard of. <laughs> is it uh <laughs> it's part so let me back up. So it's plastic, it's it's not hard plastic, one side's bigger than the other. You can smaller buy it than a, a frisbee, and it's smaller than a frisbee. Smaller frisbee, you can buy it at a toy store. Um it do children play with it then? Uh usually they're kept in the box. Oh, is it a is it a collectible? Yes, that's four. I have one on my desk. So last hint. Is it, is it an action figure? Bobblehead. Yes. So what 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 do you guess that it is? That's your fifth question. Did you say yes to action figure or yes to bobblehead? Yeah. Oh, bobblehead. Oh, it's bobblehead. Oh, it's a. Uh, is it a bobblehead of yourself? Is it yes. or... <laughs> it's a cup daddy pop toy oh, oh my god product placement you're fucking good man <laughs> which side oh. are you sitting on <laughs> big side oh my god Matt, man. Matt that was a lot of fun let us know. So you're going to be at Comedy Castle here in Detroit. You're going to be in Mount Clemens also here in Detroit. You're going to be where when we you drop your thing in May that you're recording? Where's that going to be? That'll be in uh, probably Grand Rapids area. Um, let me do this. Yeah, and if you if you, you guys want to check me out, if you want to come out, uh, Saturday will be in, like I said, Romeo uh, at Younger Showroom. I have a show on Friday night in Southgate I have a show Friday during the day at a senior citizen's home. I want to go to that one. I do. Yeah, I'm that like, <laughs> that's in Waterford. I, might have, I don't know if you, you may have to go. Be... <laughs> give a talk on orthopedic injuries after that. Hip fractures. Exactly. You guys might have to just step in and like take over when I, uh, I don't know. I'm working on that. I, so I do greeting cards as part of my bit. That's uh, so usually what I close on in there. Um, they go like it all started because my son, as a dad, you get these bullshit cards, you know. So he's like, "What do you get the the greatest dad in the world for his birthday?" And then you open it up, it's like, "Who knows? I'll worry about that when I get one." You know what I'm talking about? Oh shit! As a dad, <laughs> no. So then you guys, don't, so I started making my own greeting cards, and this one says, "Uh, you know, on your birthday, we think about joy, freedom, self worth, and happiness, and how he had all those things before you were born." Boom. <laughs> yeah. Shot fired. Shots fired. So it builds to that. But so then I make so I make greeting cards for all occasions now. And it's kind of like my bit, you know. So like this one. Is it backwards for you guys too? No. No. When I oh, see okay. you, I think. And it's got this husband and wife. You need to sober up and get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you buy those at? They sell those at Hallmark? I make them. Oh, so what do we do? I design them. I print them. They're on my website, matconcomedy.com. Uh, this Shame one's up. all right, brother. Awesome. Good seeing you guys. See you, man. Take care. Take care. I'm gonna get. It's you always each. cool. To... It's always good to have a guest on a second time, dude. I feel like uh, it's fun. It is. It's like it, it feels at first like, oh, we got them again. It's like there's so many people to interview and talk to. But then when you bring them on, it's like it's having your boy on. So it's great. And maybe I should Bobby. replace you with him <laughs> since you don't speak anymore. 
Who? You. Bobby? No. Cup Daddy. <laughs> Daddy's quiet. Am I quiet today? Are you drinking tea? You told me to let the guest talk. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Here we go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of I'm a Pot Star, Not a Doctor. Thanks for tuning in. This is the American Pharaoh. On behalf of Cuff Daddy, who is like baby Cuff right now because he doesn't want to talk, I will say join us next week. Find us where you find all your podcasts and find us where you find your socials. More commonly, we're posting stuff to our Instagram account at I'm a Pot Star, Not a Doctor. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles, cause anything is possible. Oh man, I got a lot of goals. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent.